Hey everyone, uh, this is Shriram. I'm usually the disembodied voice on your uh, commentary tracks, and you'll be staring at the um, much more appealing mug of Ed Gallo, uh, who's pretty tired after doing um, the wrestling commentary, which you should also check out, uh, since it's way more important than Brunson versus Holland. That's something that takes a lot more brains to break down. Um, but in the meantime, I'll be breaking down uh, live the commentary stuff that you've probably already seen. Uh, Derek Brunson versus Kevin Holland, just the main event, because the company was interesting. Uh, Brad Riddell versus Gregor Gillespie, but that fell through. So um, this is all that you're getting. Uh, before we go any further, before I you know, share the screen for those of you who are watching on Patreon, a reminder that you can watch on Patreon, uh, where I share the screen and you won't have to sync this up manually if you're listening on the podcast. Uh, so it's $3 to access that, $5 to access the Discord server, where we're all very pleasant, very normal people. And um, anything after that, you can request content of your own and we'll do our best to accommodate your very niche, bizarre needs. So with that out of the way, I'll share my screen. Uh, we'll get to the fights where the walkouts have just begun. And that'll give me some time to talk about the fighters. Although I'm not sure how much there is to talk about in terms of uh, Kevin Holland, at least. Uh, Holland uh, is a little bit more of a, um, He's a meme fighter. Uh, I think Ed went through that in the um, in the podcast that you probably should have listened to. Uh, I mean, if you're not listening to all our content, then uh, you're probably not paying to see this one. So you should look at that and then pay to see the good parts of this. Um, but Holland is kind of formless and bizarre. Uh, he's a decent straight puncher. He's uh, effective in the clinch sometimes. He's effective off the bottom sometimes way too much. Uh, he's just all offense everywhere, uh, and it works way more than it should. Um, it's very bizarre. It, it really shouldn't work. And uh, the fact that he's like a really blue chip middleweight prospect, the one after uh, Edmund Shabazian, who fell at the same gate that Holland's about to face now, uh, is kind of an indictment of middleweight, in my opinion. Uh, I think Holland could show some things uh, that look decent against Eric Brunson. Uh, you know, he's a very confident, very aggressive fighter, and those aren't the kinds that Brunson tends to do well against. But it's tough to see a spot of real advantage. He's a, he's a good athlete. Uh, the carpooler reminded me of that. But there's uh, a lot to point to in his game that shows a general lack of uh, discipline and form. So, you know, there's uh, he has, like, a couple solid wins. Gerald Mearshart, who he didn't actually beat, um, Joaquin Buckley, who got that KO, but also isn't really that great. So, like, there's, it's weird. He, he's talented at some things. He's just not particularly uh, deep at anything. And his opponent here is someone who classically hasn't necessarily required a lot of depth to, like, make look bad, but it has required a good amount of depth to actually beat him. Uh, Derek Brunson is uh, classically the middleweight gatekeeper to the top five. Uh, he's moved to Hooft has been absolutely brilliant for him. He's shown improvements pretty much every fight since. Um, I mean, Elias Theodoru was a, a bad showing, but no one looks good against Elias Theodoru uh, because, you know, the level of competition that he's facing tends to be the one who don't really have great pressuring sensibilities. But after that, the Heine showing was pretty uh, promising on the feet. He pretty much just punched him a bunch of times, uh, but that's Ian Heinish. And Edmund Shabazian. Shabazian was uh, the prospect before Kevin Holland. And uh, Brunson did a really nice job. I mean, the issue with Brunson classically has been that he relies a lot on these big raiding blitzes 
Uh, so if he's taken out of that, if he can't do it, then he's kind of stranded at range, right? Like if someone presents a really effective counter threat against him, uh, Brunson is either going to go full on kill me or I kill you mode, which means that he has a shot at a KO1 against much better fighters, but he also has a much better shot of getting KO1, especially with the notorious lack of durability. Or he gets stranded at range where he's not very good, but not, but might not get knocked down. At this point with Hooft, he's added a couple tools. So as a southpaw, first of all, uh, against Edmund Shabazian, uh, he did a lot of rear leg kicking, which means that at the very least, if he's not bursting in, then he has something to occupy his opponent's guard, uh, something to play his uh, left hand off of, even though like it's not really much of a double attack, really. But, um, you know, it's just something to keep his opponent occupied and score points on the outside. Um, Against Shabazian, one interesting part was his transitional game. Uh, I mean, Shabazian didn't look particularly prepared for it, but uh, Brunson did a nice job instead of just charging in against someone who looked like, uh, at least at one point in the Brunson fight, looked like a solid counterpuncher. Um, he mostly played in transitions for his punching, and it worked really well. He was able to uh, get in the clinch and beat him up. He was able to, at one point, he got a takedown, and as um, Shabazian... Uh, well, he got to take down against the fence. And as Shabazian tried to uh, get on all fours to get back up, Brunson just completely bailed on it and threw a huge uppercut. It was really nice. Uh, Brunson's growing fairly smart. Uh, he's growing a little bit more comfortable in these fights. And um, I think he's one to watch to go marginally higher in the rankings. Uh, the one that I'm pointing to is, of course, uh, Jack Hermanson, who looked completely inept against Southpaws against Marvin Vittori. Um, if Brunson continues to improve, that could be a really bad fight for him, especially considering Brunson's wrestling credentials. Uh, but, well, not just his credentials, his wrestling uh, ability and his insane athleticism, which is one thing that I've uh, neglected to mention, but was also kind of implicit in his game beforehand, which is, you know, if you're trying to be a big, bursty, explosive fighter, uh, you kind of need to be a, a good athlete if you're still in the UFC. So Brunson used to be great athlete with a very athlete uh, with a very athletic game. He's still that, but uh, he's built some things around it to deal with athletes who aren't uh, completely outmatched by him. So uh, the matchup, I'm not sure how interesting it is. Um, Brunson might get flustered. Five rounds is interesting. I'm not sure we've actually seen Brunson uh, fight over five rounds. I know Whitaker Brunson was a main event, but uh, it went one round. So if it goes a little bit later, I think Holland's like confidence and his uh, just weird noodly volume could fluster Brunson because Brunson is a little bit of a head case. But I also think that Holland getting out grappled by Gerald Nearshart, uh, who is not the tier of athlete that uh, Brunson is, and getting top game by Darren Stewart, who is pretty much not a wrestler at all, uh, is, is a bad sign. Like a Darren Stewart fight, I think Holland took the first two rounds like narrowly uh, with like that kicking game and just the, the range stuff that he does. And then Stewart just came out, committed to taking him down, took him down and just beat the crap out of him on top while talking shit the whole time. So that's not a good thing against Derek Brunson, whose last fight showed that uh, he's more willing than ever to play his takedown threat off his, um, off the striking. So that's my guess. If I had to go one way, it would be Brunson. Uh, I think Holland, for all his uh, idiosyncratic confidence and his uh, effectiveness, despite himself, I guess the way that I put it, um, 
I don't think it's really enough at this sort of level against a, a consistently improving fighter, uh, uh, someone at an athletic advantage, someone at a decent skill advantage in at least one area. Uh, it, it's going to be tough if Brunson pushes the right game. Where Holland has some hope is probably in terms of Brunson still not being the most durable fighter out there. Uh, but it's, it's a weird fight. And I mean, pretty much every fight in middleweight outside of the top couple, uh, which is like Adesanya, Whitaker, uh, Costa, Till, Cannoneer, uh, those guys who are like really fundamentally competent and Brunson's getting there, but Holland kind of hasn't proven that yet. It's going to be weird because there are a lot of guys who are just really flawed in really specific ways, or rather they're really skilled in really specific ways and flawed in all the other ones. So uh, it's going to be a fun watch. I'm not sure how much there's going to be to say about it from a technical perspective, but I will do my best. Uh, here we go. Brunson's being announced. For those of you on audio, for those of you on video, of course, you can see it. So here's another plug uh, for the Patreon. Um, go pay your $3. I think it's well worth it if you want to just get this one. You'll get all the commentaries we've done over the years for fights that are uh, a lot more technically intriguing than this one. They've just touched gloves. Brunson's back to the fence. Let's see how this goes. Fight song. Round one, 457, no touch of gloves. Holland's reaching out, uh, trying to hand fight, fainting, uh, hip fainting. There's that kicking game that I mentioned from Brunson earlier. Uh, that's, again, something that he can do to not get counterpunched immediately. Brunson conceding the back foot. Oh. Nice kick there from Holland. Tried to punch off it, which is bizarre. Um, well, I mean, for him. Okay, there's just, oh, Holland's down. He slipped and he got dropped really hard. So, I mean, there's something. Brunson's always been, like, super desperate to uh, pick up opportunities in, like, the first round. I remember against Whitaker, uh, he pretty much took the first opportunity he had when he was close enough. So uh, that didn't work out because Whitaker is a really deep defensive fighter. But here, uh, he was able to drop Holland, uh, and now he's in the guard. Holland with the body triangle, I don't love it, because it's going to lock him into the position, and Brunson's pretty mean from on top if he can posture up, uh, which, I mean, it's, it's pretty much an, in, an inevitability with the way that Holland's dealing with the top, uh, or dealing with the guard now, I have to say, because he can't really set up offense from here, and without setting up offense, he can't really get Brunson off him. So he's going to be like Brunson chipping away, unless... He's actually somehow systematized knocking people out from the bottom as he did to Jacare Souza. So let's see how this goes. Brunson's starting to try to open up on top. Uh, we're a minute and a half in, and this is pretty much worst case scenario for Kevin Holland. Uh, Brunson's going off. I mean, one thing you have to say about Holland, he's really durable. Uh, he got through a fight against Tiago Santos uh, when he looked nowhere near Santos' uh, quote-unquote level at the time. Uh, he got top game for the entire fight, took a, a good deal of damage. So if he can last here, there's a question. But also Brunson hasn't really looked like the type to like consistently fade. So there's another question. Uh, here we go. Brunson trying to can open him. Can opener him, it looks like. No, that's just a, a collar tie. It looked like that for a second. Um, So they're sitting in guard, Brunson continuing to go. Holland not really trying to, like, he had the knee in for a second, but didn't really try to turn it into anything. Back to the body triangle, which 
I mean, even if you look at the Jacare knockout, it didn't come from like this kind of position. It came from him, like basically breakdancing into the KO. So I don't really know if Holland has an idea here. If he was just you know shocked by the knockdown early and doesn't really have any ideas right now. Um, maybe he just wants to survive and reset. That's very possible. But well, uh, talking to you guys has deprived me of all the chit chat that Holland is certainly doing right now. But then again, maybe he's just not getting the opportunity because Brunson's being not super damaging, but relatively active on top. And this is looking like it's headed to be a 10-8 for Derek Brunson, uh, in my opinion, because Holland's done pretty much nothing, gotten dropped and gotten taken some, at least a couple decent shots on the bottom. Yeah, the body triangle is not doing anything for Holland here, and it, it rarely is from guard, uh, unless you're trying to like stall for a stand up, but then you need to like deal with the arms. Um, so <clears throat> this is just a, a, a bad tactical decision, unless this game is trying to um, just last to round two and hope Brunson falls apart. Uh, I mean, to his credit, Holland's probably a bit better conditioned than Brunson's last opponent. So Brunson can't just, you know, exist on top of him and gas him out because uh, I mean, Trabazian hadn't really um, had a fight outside of the first round except for Darren Stewart, which was pretty ugly for him. But I mean, this kind of bottom game is making it pretty clear that Brunson had a path with the wrestling even outside of the, um, outside of the knockdown, which was, you know, kind of low percentage with the way that it happened, I guess. So Brunson's starting to try to go off, but uh, you know, obviously he wants the position. <coughs> so yeah, 13 seconds left, and this is a 10-8 Brunson for me. Pretty much nothing happened on Holland's end except for that one kick. Okay, Holland now scrambles, uh, but three seconds left. He's not going to do anything. Yeah, there it is. Okay, uh, Brunson's being very mean. So what did that round teach us? It was exactly as silly as I thought it would be for the first uh, couple seconds. And then the top game went about as I expected it to be. I mean, uh, as odd as it is to knock out Jacare Sosa from the bottom and struggle with Derek Brunson. Um, like Sosa's one, a much different top player and second, very old and very declined. And Brunson's just a, a complete destroyer from on top from what we saw against uh, Ben and Shabazzian. So, you know, it's, it's going to take Brunson kind of falling apart here to uh, get Holland uh, a ton of offense assuming Brunson decides to wrestle after all that top control. Uh, here we have a shot of Khabib, who is laughing maniacally. Um, Holland, still his very smiley self. So round two about to start. For those of you on um, video, it just started. I am at 4.57. So after that round, I'd like to see Brunson take the front foot, try to 
wrestle and vent offense. I'm not sure if he will or if he thinks that the that the knockdown is going to happen again. But uh, Holland doing some more stuff now. Not stuff that really worked, but he's doing things. Brunson level change fanning. That's what he kind of did against Ed and Shabazian, where the takedown throw would play off that big left hand. So that's one thing that Brunson's gotten a lot better at is pairing off his offense, where there his uh, kick would, the kick got him the clinch entry there, but the, clip, the kick would also play uh, off his left hand. And he's in the clinch. Uh, neither is really doing much. I mean, Holland does have a KO from the clinch, but also, oh, there's that shot in transition. Um, we noted that earlier uh, when he beat up Edmund Shabazzian there, and that's one place where Brunson seems to have made a real focus. But, oh, okay. See, this is the kind of spot where Brunson generally struggles against a fighter who's really uh, in exchanges. He's not all that defensively, but he has the leg. Uh, uh, see, there's that shot in transition again. This looks like a safe place for Brunson consistently where he's winning uh, on a regular basis. I don't know if other hoof fighters are really all that great there, but there's a takedown from the over-under. But yeah, so we're seeing the flaws of both, I think. Collins' complete lack of takedown defense, Brunson's lack of real comfort in pocket exchanges still, um, but Brunson moves to mount. So this is a lot, it's a lot tougher to mitigate the damage from here. But Holland has also proven to consistently be really noodly against good grapplers. So there we go. He gives up the back, rolls. Looks like he's a, kind of a leg lock entry. Uh, Brunson's just on top again. Passes, eats an up kick. But nothing there. Half guard now. I mean, it worked, ultimately. Uh, giving up your back does tend to be a good amount of escape in MMA. But uh, we are looking at kind of the, uh, the difference between these two. Brunson, a much more systematic fighter at this point in his career. Holland can create opportunities, but nothing that's uh, hugely impactful in terms of uh, how he does down the stretch. He needs that opportunity to work, and if it doesn't, then it's just, you know, back to the well looking for another opportunity. Uh, Brunson looking for the arm triangle, trying to hop over to the other side. Looks like he has a lot of it, just the foot stuck. There we go. He's all the way to side control uh, with the arm triangle, but uh, Holland's answering the phone. So he has a little bit of space, but that's, I mean, against someone who's like really powerful, that's not really going to work consistently. Or, you know, and someone who has a good arm triangle, like answering the phone is a, is a, uh, it's a stalling tactic more than a, an actual escape. If Holland tries something that might work, but then you know, if the arm pops out, it's, it's probably game over with the position that they're in. There we go. Uh, Holland rolls backwards and Brunson trying to chase him down on the transition again. So now they're back in the open. Let's see if Brunson, see there's, oh, that was nice. He used the kick and drew the return to get in on the takedown the tree. He just reactively shot there, looked like got in on the hips and an instant takedown. Now they're back in the guard. Holland again going for that body triangle, which means that like pretty much every time he's taken down into guard, he's pretty much conceding, not getting up. 
at least you know for the time being uh, just you know to mitigate the damage a little bit and uh, force Brunson to be as close to him as possible. Brunson, for his part, doing as much as he can from uh, a position where he can't really get up, but uh, the body triangle is gone. And Holland continuing to like have his most meaningful stuff from the bottom be like little slaps, which I mean, sure, but yeah, th that counter doesn't really make much sense because Brunson's shots that I have seen from on top actually like mattered a little bit. Like not not a ton because he still has posture control, but Holland is just slapping. Uh, it's not even like those uh, ground elbows, like the Bisping GSP elbow, where you're able to like shove off and drop him onto the elbow. Oh, it's just nothing. So that's another Brunson round. Uh, I mean, he got hurt earlier, so I guess I could say a 10-9 Brunson. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear the way that this fight's going. It's just that um, Brunson needs to not get discouraged and that's like a, a different thing than we've seen from other fights right like ooh, excuse me. as much as he was the veteran against an Edmund Shabazian who had never been out of the first round uh, he's still not necessarily a five-round fighter yet and uh, he's improved in composure but we need to see how long that lasts so there's the replay Holland putting the combinations on him Brunson just swinging back with this very weird posture um, but here's the takedown Drops him over his knee with the over-under. Ooh, uppercut could have been nasty there, but he's on the hips, and Holland pretty much doing nothing from there. So here we go. Round three is about to start. They pretend to touch gloves, and they don't. We're at 455. Ooh, Brunson tries to step in with a lead leg kick, which is something that's not really his forte. Uh, gets countered with a rear hand. Pretty much gets uh, Donald Cerrone there. Um, he's your, like, Brunson's still pretty open on the counter. Uh, he's not all that defensively. He's just getting better at drawing out reactions and uh, using that to set up his wrestling, which is like, it requires some defense, but it's not like, deep system of proactive defense that you'd want a fighter to have. See, I think that time he pretty much just got hit and then shot after it, but he gets to the back and drags him down. Holland framing away, creating some space to try to regard. Uh, and he does regard. He has something of a, no, he doesn't. He has, oh, trying for the arm bar. Holland, or Brunson rather, just easily passes. So yeah, Holland's noodliness has been a decent nuisance for Brunson in the early stages. Once he's able to get to a position, uh, Holland's just not all that in terms of uh, creating opportunities to get up. It's just like, you know, the submission escapes, uh, the, the stuff that's like built-in dynamism he's able to get. He's just not able to like create those opportunities on their own, if that makes sense. Um, they're like really strong bottom players who don't do things that look really cool, but they're able to have like a, a consistent system to get up, which Holland doesn't really have. He just has like, if you take me down, I'll squirm for a little bit. Uh, I'm tough to like lock down into a position, but once you do, it's just, you know, not a ton. So we're back in full guard. Uh, Holland probably needs to hustle here unless he's like really believing in uh, Brunson being done later in the fight, which I mean, I don't know 
everyone else is seeing. But uh, Brunson looks pretty solid here. He knows what his wind condition is. He's wrestling fairly consistently, even if he's getting hit a, a good bit on the feet. And this isn't a performance that necessarily inspires confidence against the top of the division. You know, Adesanya, not really. Uh, Whitaker, not at all. Um, I don't know. Uh, who else? Uh, I mean, I guess someone like Darren Till would still be tough for him, since like, Till is improving as a counterpuncher <clears throat> and is uh, big enough to be tough to wrestle. But this is a performance that makes me confident Brunson is going to beat this tier of middleweight. And, you know, the thing about Holland is that as funny as he is, his complete lack of process isn't even that much of a um, anomaly among middleweights below the top-ish. Like even someone like uh, Marvin Vittori isn't particularly great uh, at, like, process on the feet. He does the same couple things a few times, which means that middleweight is just kind of a cesspool. But, you know, Brunson is turning into one of the bright spots. Uh, he, he knows what he's good at. He's improving. He can push through tough spots. Uh, and we'll see how this fight ends before we heap too much praise on him. I remember making that mistake for Curtis Blaze versus Derek Lewis, where me and Ed were like, oh, Blaze looks awesome. He looks like a really great heavyweight. He's really trying. And he did. But then uh, Lewis did the Lewis thing, and Holland isn't immune from doing Holland things. So as much as we can say, Brunson looks really good. At least in terms of brain thinking. The flaws that he always had are still there, I think. But Brunson opening up on the ground, I think because Holland's abandoned that uh, body triangle, which is giving Brunson a little bit more space. And it's, he's back to that. But uh, Brunson is. I mean, he's not really hitting a ton here. He's still just hitting his guard. But Holland also hasn't done a great deal of things in this fight. Uh, he's had a couple nice lands on the feet. Uh, mostly that flurry on this, uh, in the second round uh, when Brunson was against the fence. But beyond that, it's mostly been one-way traffic for Derek Brunson. Uh, Holland tried to push off the cage there to create something, but couldn't really. Trying to wrap the head. Nothing there. So 10 seconds left and this 10-9 to 10-8 for Derek Brunson. Uh, I'm not really sure just because I'd have to like watch again to see how many of those ground strikes really did a ton. And uh, Holland did have that one nice land. But, you know, solid performance from Derek Brunson so far. And honestly, this is a kind of fight uh, where okay, both fighters entering the fourth round for the first time in their respective careers. I pretty much figured that. I knew Holland didn't have any five-round fights. Uh, Brunson had a five-round fight that ended in one. So this is new for both of them. And I think the confidence uh, that Holland brings into fights is something that could have been an issue for Brunson if he'd been like having a ton of adversity through the first three rounds. But he hasn't really. Uh, and any that he has had has just been solved by a shoot. So... Uh, Seems like a relatively consistent Brunson victory. And honestly, this is the kind of fight that I'm not sure should be a main event all that often. Uh, Ed mentioned it in the podcast too, but like if this was on a, uh, a solid pay-per-view card, for instance, we'd be like, okay, this is a fun fight, but not necessarily the uh, 
a fight that we'd be clamoring for five rounds for. I think the dynamic is pretty much set, but uh, could eat my words. Brunson looks pretty good, and I mean sweaty, but uh, we're in round four, 456. Uh, Holland inside leg kick. All right, so Brunson can probably start building off the level change threat now. Uh, I mean, I guess the issue is that Holland isn't really responding to it at all, which is why he keeps getting taken down. But uh, it's still something that he can pair off. Which Okay, so he keeps trying to do that lead leg kick entry, which isn't working all that well. The rear leg kick is working better um, because he's able to duck off it a little bit quicker because he doesn't have to like settle back into stance after it. Uh, Holland has figured out at least one counter to the thing that Brunson's doing consistently, trying to push that advantage, but Brunson again in the clinch. Oh, nice. Holland frames out and ooh, lands hard. So Brunson's starting to struggle. Okay, so he tried for the uppercut there because uh, I think he figured Brunson was going to shoot a little bit earlier, but Brunson saw the uppercut. But again, Holland framing out of the clinch. Very nice. Okay. Yeah, I mentioned before Holland's a decent clinch fighter. Uh, we saw him knock out. Um, Anthony Hernandez, I think, with the, the guy who killed Rodolfo Vieira, but um, uh, I think off a bicep tie with a knee. Okay, Kim, okay. See, that's that's the kind of thing that hurts Holland in the long run, is that um, he doesn't really have wrestling. He has funky counter grappling things. So he tried to reverse with the Kimura trap and just ended up with Brunson falling on top of him. So now he needs to. Okay, so he's turtling, and he's back up. Uh, Brunson might go for his transitional attack here. That'd be an interesting wrinkle. Uh, trying to turn and face by passing his arm over. And Brunson just trips out the leg. So we're back in guard. So, uh, yeah. Holland seems to have some sort of answer past the guard when he has some urgency. But uh, when he's flat on his back, there's not a ton. He's saying something. I don't know what it is. Probably more interesting than whatever I'm saying. Uh, so this is the same situation we've been in for the last three rounds about. Uh, Holland had a little bit more success on the feet this time, at least in terms of like seeing consistent things that he could do. But uh, got stuck in a spot where we know that he's not particularly capable. And I mean, he doesn't really seem to be like wearing down necessarily, but Brunson's starting to take a little bit more risk from on top, you know, posturing up a bit more, knowing that Holland doesn't really want to take the risk of like putting feet on the hips or anything like that. Um, why he doesn't want to is a, a different question, but he's not. Uh, Holland trying to like take an angle for an arm bar or something without controlling anything. I'm trying to push off the fence. Let's see if this works. No, it did not. Still in full guard. So, I mean, even if Holland dealt more damage than Brunson is doing here, which he didn't, uh, it's just an awful optical place to be. Like, he, he probably knows he wasn't winning this round, even if he'd like really hurt Brunson earlier and Brunson was just laying on top of him now. Uh, so, you know, Holland's pretty much complete inability to get a fight where he needs it to be. 
uh, is an issue because I'm not sure he even he knows really where he wants the fight to be. Okay, there we go. He's able to push off the fence, uh, end up on, well, he ended up on a single for a second, gave it up. Now uh, Brunson has the trap arm waist lock. It's like, no. Uh, Allen turns to face. I thought Brunson would trip the leg up again like he did the first time, but it didn't happen. Uh, Allen just slapping him a lot, which <laughs> that is the brand. Um, but you know, it's not helping him here really. I kind of feel like Brunson's conceded that Holland's a bit too durable to just knock out. Uh, I mean, which we I, I honestly kind of knew, but you know, it, it's something. Okay, there's collar tie. No, he tried to turn into the collar ties, but uh, Brunson takes the space away. And that's the end of round four. Holland has one round to get a finish. Um, he's down four, on the cards at least, very certainly. In real life, also certainly. Um, curious, I don't really know what kind of strategy he had in this fight. I know he was talking pre-fight about like, uh, hip thrusting Brunson and throwing some weird stuff that would knock him out, I don't know. It's... I think what we're seeing is that Brunson is still as vulnerable on the feet as he ever was, um, even with all his uh, improvements in terms of like getting offense off in different ranges. It's just that he's not dumb enough to keep it in those ranges. He knows where uh, he's going to have the most success and just consistently pushes that, which is a big step above uh, the middleweight standard. So there's some stuff to like about Brunson here. It's just uh, tempered. And honestly, more time with Hoof than that might improve. So here we go, round five. We are at 4.57 of the last round. No touch of gloves again. And and if Brunson pretty much goes for a takedown here, I think it's probably over. Uh, Holland is doing a good job out of the clinch in the fourth round, but couldn't really deal with uh, the shot throughout the fight. So that's something. And I am buffering. Okay, and I'm back on. Oh, there it is. Uh, so Holland, see Brunson trying to play the takedown thread off the double left hand, although that one was super slow. And uh, Holland able to kind of angle off and land his own right hand counter. I think the issue is that every time Holland shows the urgency to like really push Brunson back and beat him up, it's something he has been able to do. Uh, Brunson's able to just get in close exactly like that and uh, get into a clinch position where Holland can't really gain much traction. Um, so over under and Brunson might just throw him over the knee again like he did in the second round, first round, second round, somewhere early. Um, or not, they could just fight in the clinch. 
Holland hitting the body in the clinch like it's the first round, and he could actually benefit from Brunson getting tired instead of the fifth round. Okay, Holland with the inside trip. Now he's on top. Interesting. Okay, it looked like he could have uh, pushed through to uh, half guard there. Brunson could have used the butterfly, but instead they're a full guard. Uh, we'll see if Brunson has... I don't know if we've ever seen Brunson off his back. Uh, probably at some point in the old Romero fight, but... Um, most of the times Brunson has been on his back has been when he has been outstruck fairly uh, decisively. But this is more of a moral victory for Holland than anything else. Um, it'd be surprising if this turned into anything. He's still just slapping him. He's not really trying to uh, swim inside and get any space. Looks like um, that might be a little bit helpful. I mean, this might just get stood up since Holland's doing a lot less to posture up so far than Brunson did when he was on top. Okay, uh, Holland really going off at Brunson's body here. If this was a 10-round fight, I really appreciate that. Holland stacks him. Oh, Holland power bombs him. Okay. Oh, now he's all the way postured up a little bit. He had a frame there that got him um, away from Brunson's posture control. Two minutes left. Looks like there are threats for a stand-up. I'm on mute, but that's what the referee's actually looked like. Okay, Holland away from the posture control. Didn't really try to posture up. Which, I mean, I think he just wants this round, just to say he took a round. Oh, ooh, nasty. Okay, Holland lets him up because he actually tried to hit very hard there. Uh, finally gets the glove touch. But here's the shot from Brunson. And he's against the fence, not really defending anything. Trying to push the head down, but not with much enthusiasm. And he's dragged down. So that's probably the end of the fight. A minute 20-ish left. Um, I mean, Holland could have won that round, honestly. Assuming, I mean, depending on what Brunson does here, because Holland actually landed two fairly hard shots on the ground from what I saw. But, uh, yeah, I mean, about how someone who'd watched uh, Holland Stewart round three uh, would expect this one to go against a, a much more powerful, more consistent, more competent wrestler. So maybe not as much fun as it should have been. Um, just because, you know, that's kind of the allure of this way. It was a really glass cannony uh, head case versus the crazy dude. But um, Brunson showing that he has the tools to approach fights smartly. Oh, Brunson lets him up. Holland back up to his feet. Holland walking away. I don't really know what's going on. Okay, fight's over. That, that, that had moments of a weirdness that I thought it would, but overall it was a, a fairly consistent effort by Derek Brunson. Um, nothing much to say about it in terms of anything notable. Uh, Holland doesn't have a real bottom game. Uh, yeah, 
I think Holland being the favorite was always a little bit suspect. Uh, it was uh, probably an influx of other people who saw the Jacare knockout and were like, oh, this guy's a, a really unwrestlable fighter. But, you know, all the caveats of Jacare at that point were still there. So, uh, odd situation. But all the Brunson betters, such as myself, can rest easy that uh, the, the right fighter won. And uh, that's about it. We're watching ads right now. Uh, we'll see who gets the official decision as if it's any doubt. Uh, but yeah. As for who's next, I mean, I figure the winner of this one will get someone like Paula Costa, especially since uh, Costa's fight against Whitaker was canceled. And I don't really love Brunson's shot against Paulo Costa. It kind of depends because I think as a southpaw who's that easily pressured is pretty much Costa's dream opponent. He can just slam in body kicks through the open side and um, box him up. But also Costa doesn't really have any answer to kicks and we're still yet to see him deal with like really committed wrestlers. Like Joe Romero tried to wrestle him and like walked into a brick wall at several points, but it was also Joe Romero who's not the kind to like really search for a top control game, if that makes sense. So, I mean, that could be not super uninteresting, but there's the fight. Derek Brunson wins. I'm assuming scores close to 50-45, if not 50-45. Um, there we go. So, uh, not the most enjoyable fight. Uh, probably more to take from it than, um, for example, the Gavin Tucker versus Danny Gay breakdown we did a while ago. But thanks for joining me. Uh, again, sign up to the Fightside Patreon. Um, we'll see you later.